Svarim to the guys. I'd rather quote Svarim. The first topic is, is because of a conversation Ephraim and I had yesterday. And I want to share something with all the guys that I want everybody here to hear. And I want to say that the first words Hashem said to Moshe Arebi is Moshe. The first word Hashem ever said to our Rebbe in this week's parasha, Hashem says the moment of prophecy, the moment God talks to Moshe Rabbeinu, the first word is he said Moshe's name. And this is to the one who becomes the Rebbe of Kuala Yisrael. And his first interaction with God, Adam, his first interaction with God is God said his name. Saying somebody's name is validating the person, is recognizing the person, is caring about the person. And I want to say to everybody here, nobody's allowed to be invisible. To be godly, before you teach Torah, before you impact anybody, notice somebody else. Nobody's allowed to be invisible. And I want to say, midwinter's coming, Ephraim. Guys are going, it's very nice you're going on a trip and you pick your three cool friends, bring along the fourth guy. Bring that guy people don't notice. Bring that guy. Do you know the value? You're on and off Shabbos. We all spread out. Do you know what it means when a guy gets a text, when a guy gets a call, when a guy gets noticed? Our job is to notice another person. Notice, validate, recognize, care about another person. Nobody is allowed to be invisible. Nobody. A Bachar in Yeshiva was describing to me his career as a youngster that he was, always in the, in, in, he was always invisible. He was always invisible and he felt invisible. This Bachar went through a severe trauma and we discussed together, he always felt guilty about what he did and we discussed together what he went through and why he went through is because he always felt invisible. And the first person who noticed him, he ran towards because somebody noticed him. It didn't matter what the person was selling or offering, he was looking to be seen. Every person has to be noticed. People are way too much and too important. No one person can go around recognizing everybody in yeshiva. There's no person, we're all human beings and limited. We need to create an environment where you notice one person, you notice one. I ask each person, send a text, call somebody, recognize a friend, notice the next person. That's the obligation of a yid, that's the obligation of a human being. It's a basic to Torah and Yiddishkeit. In Yeshiva, everybody take it on. It's very cool to be good to your friends, that's wonderful. Pull in another person, be inclusive. There's no world, we, I don't mind in Yeshiva the term clicks. It's normal to have an inner posse, to have an inner group of trusted friends. Everybody has friends. Avram Avinu had friends. On their Eshkol and Mamre, Himbali Bris Avram. People have closer friends. In a yeshiva of 200, it's normal. This group, that group, that's normal. That should be that way. But notice the next guy. I'm begging every single person on an off Shabbos. Do you know what it means when a bacher goes home on an off Shabbos? And he goes back to his house in Baltimore and nobody might say Shabbos, nobody gives the guy a text. Sunday morning, he's waiting all morning and doesn't receive a text. Friday afternoon, where's the chill? Where, you have to pull in the next guy. 
No one of us can pull in everybody. None of us. But in, we have to create a culture that the next person is most... This is basic to Yiddishkeit. The start, our Rebbe, of all our people, the first word God said to him was his name. There's a message there. Moshe, I notice you. And now your charge, say other people's name. The first thing Hashem ever said to Moshe Rabbeinu, so he said his name, Moshe, Moshe. Said his name. That's a charge for Moshe Rabbeinu. You're not a Rebbe till you're, till you're a father. You're not a Rebbe till you notice another person. Notice a person. Validate a person. Make it very clear the value of each people. We have to, this is an area we are strong. Waterbury is probably the strongest place in the world. And we are way too weak at this. I promise I mean it. We're way too weak. If anybody rests on their laurels, we're good at it. In the world, this area is devastation. People aren't noticing the next one enough. People are dropped, forgotten, left out. And certainly Waterbury's better, but not good enough. Not nearly good enough. If w- the better will become, will make a greater revolution and impact on the world. Notice the next guy. If every, none of us can notice every guy, we're human. But if every one of us can push harder, it can't be a bachar in this yeshiva, on this office. It can't be. Think of one guy and call him up over the off. Invite him to the ball game, might say Shabbos. Invite him Sunday to eat pizza with you. Pull in, be inclusive. It's very nice, very cute. On the, off, on the off weekend, you have a great plan. You and the three coolest guys you know are going skiing. Pull the fourth guy in who doesn't have a place. Pull him in and make him part. Your ski trip will change meanings. It's a better, the whole ski trip is eternal then. Your ski trip is meaningful because the fourth guy was included. Notice the next person, care about him, validate him, pull him in. It's got to be that way. It can't be a guy goes home and is unnoticed. It can't be. A guy misses for a week. Where was his friends? It has to be multiple friends called up, shot a text. We have to notice the next guy. People are so rich. People have so much to them. You're missing out on, on the most incredible human being imaginable. A name for a person, Adam, is, this is not like, you know, that unfortunate. When you miss him out, he, I don't want to, I want the guy you miss out. People in our stupid world value money. I hope the guy you ignore becomes a billionaire. I hope. And you're like, that, like, like you feel, I hope you feel bad. I'm sorry to talk this way, but I, because if that's what it takes for you to wake up, he's a billionaire, the guy you're ignoring. And he's going to make billions. I don't, if that's what it takes, the respect that he made money, that, that matters. He's going, you know, he's going to be a father and a grandfather. Do you know Hashem wants his service? Do you know he's like, he's a yachid. He's the, in the, if I told you about a guy, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I was called, a Yid called me up. I, this is a true story. A Yid called me up and he said, there's a guy in this yeshiva. He said, I beg you be good to this guy. And I, I said, no, 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 I want you to hear the story, he says. He says his father was an older single, was in his 40s, and our whole family gave up on his father. He's never getting married. A Yid calls me. This boy in the yeshiva, 
His father's an older single and the whole family gave up. I don't remember if he said his mother died, his father died, and we thought this guy's going to be single forever, no kids, no future. That's it. That's it. And he said one day the family had long given up on this person. I believe his mother or his father had died already. And one day he gets married. And he has one kid. He has one kid. And he's in your yeshiva. Please notice the kid. That's what the father told me. That is so obvious how Hashem feels about every yid. If I told you about a yid, if I told you about a certain yid, that this yid, his parents couldn't have kids for years. They're married 25 years. And the parents cry day and night to Hashem. And a miracle after 25 years of marriage, they had the kid. That's the story of our people. Avram and Sarah couldn't have children. And Avram begged and pleaded with Hashem. And he said, I want children. He dreamed of me. He dreamed of you. We get lost in numbers. We get very, very lost in numbers. He didn't drop diving for our people. He diving for me. He diving for you. Avram Avinu said to Hashem, no gift in the world. I don't care about eternity. It's very nice. I care, but that's, I want something deeper. And he wanted you. I want a yid. And he diving for a yid. A yid is supremely precious. A yid is Hashem. You know, we say, Hashem chose the Jewish people with love. We think about the Jewish people. The yidin. When we think about the Yidden at large, when we think about Yidden at large, you know, so you say Hashem chose our nation, it makes us, it, I, I want to tell you something, a friend that happened to me. My grandmother's yard site is tonight, my Oma. My Oma was a lady, an incredible human being. She was 16 year old, she grew up in a very rich home. And at 16, the Nazi animals killed her parents, <laughs> killed her siblings. She was alone in the world. She had a brother on a different continent she didn't know was alive. She was 16 years old in England. Her entire family obliterated. She was alone in the world, my grandmother. She went to public school. She had every choice. She could have been angry and she chose to serve Hashem and built a beautiful family from nothing. Her yard site is tonight. I used to, when I was younger, I couldn't wrap my mind around the Holocaust. I don't, it didn't mean anything to me. People would talk the Holocaust, and, and, and I, well, people I saw who were survivors. My grandmother, I was close to my grandmother, yet, the, and I realized, because I couldn't picture six million. I just don't know what that means, six million, the number. When I think about my Oma, the Holocaust, it, it says something to me. I, I understand what we went through a blink ago, our people. Because I think about one person. Sometimes in numbers. When we say in Kriyashma, God loves our people. He chose our nation. Stop thinking about Yidin. That means you. That means you. You, he chose you. Me, you, her. One. One. Stop thinking big numbers. It throws off and it becomes nothing to us. The Yidden. The, not the Yidden. Haboicher Bamay. Picture one person. When you say, when you say, Birchas Kriyashma in the morning, Hashem chose Haboicher Bamay, his nation, his nation. 
Do you know we have emuna? We speak a lot about emuna. Do you know part of our emuna? We say by Meirev, emuna kolzeis. We have different emunas. We have an emuna ki Hashem aloykenu ve'enzulasei, one God. Do you know there's an emuna v'anachnu Yisrael amai? We say at Meirev every night, this is a basic tenant of faith that a yid has to have. A yid believes, a yid believes that there's one Hashem. Now there's a second belief, Adam. We, me, you are Hashem's nation. Hashem chose a specific people. Hashem loves all of humanity. But he chose a specific people to bring honor to his name, to inspire the world. He picked a specific nation. That is our people. That's a basic faith. Basic faith that a yid has. Anachnu we Yisrael Amoy. A yid is Hashem's nation. It's a basic faith of a yid. In Slobodka, Reb Miller said they worked on this for months. Reb Avigdor Miller said that I don't know which is a more important principle in Yiddishkeit, that there's one God or he has a people. He's, you might think you know which is more important. Reb Miller, I heard these words from Reb Miller's mouth. He said, I don't know which is a greater faith. That there's one Hashem or that he has a people on this earth. Anachnu Yisrael Amoy. Hashem chose a people. He has a people. But not a nation. You. You were chosen by Hashem. This is a fact. Anachnu Yisrael Amoy. And he handed a Torah, a historical fact, in front of billions, in front of millions of people. He handed us a Torah, choosing us to represent him on this earth. The greatest religions, the only ones who don't believe this are the Yidden. The Goyim all know it's true. The two biggest religions in the world accept our Torah, weirdly, because it's a historical fact. Anachnu Yisrael Amai. Our responsibility is to recognize that person that Hashem chose to represent Him. That who Hashem chose and value, notice the person. Celebrate the person. You're wrong and you're off when you overlook a person. You're wrong and you're off. I had a particular joy. There was a guy in Heller. We, we come from a society. A guy's a good ball. A guy's rich. We're like, whoa, he's rich. A guy's a good ball player. Whoa, he's a good ball player. There was a guy in Heller who was a very quiet guy. Socially, he wasn't. And I remember we, we set him up. Night said, I was in charge of Night Seder. And I set him up with chavrusas, and they learned the first few nights. The guys are like, you know, just spaced out. And then after the first Heller game, the guy was like magical. The next day, they're learning, they're like staring at him, hanging on his every word. He said a joke, they laugh, like he was like, Whoosh. you have egg on your face if you don't see greatness in a yid. And I hope the guy you ignore becomes a billionaire that you... If, and if he doesn't become a billionaire, then you're, un, you're even less lucky because you don't have he's a billionaire. You don't have. A yid is precious. Don't overlook a yid. We need to create a society, my friend. It has to be. It can't be there's one guy in this yeshiva who's sitting all day Friday and nobody notices. We're not allowed to have invisible people. It can't be. Shame on us if we have it. But nobody here can call every person. It won't be effective. And nobody's calling a nebuch. Find one guy who you discovered. Years ago, a couple of years ago, Yitzi, 
Yitzi Reis, Rabbi Yitzi Reis made a poem where he called all the dorm counselors, he called them discoverers. What do he call them? I'm saying the wrong word. Explorers. The jo- thank you, thank you, Chaim. The job of a dorm counselor is to be an explorer. I want him to uncover gold. Guys love, Rebbe, I found him in the middle of a conversation. When I drove with Ephraim those three months, we were Zaycha to drive to Yeshiva. I told my wife, this guy's a genius, intelligent, sophisticated. Discover a person. Don't be stupid. Don't fall for silliness. People have riches, endless riches. The name of a person is an Adam, Aleph Dalad Mem. Aleph Dalad Mem are the same Isis as Ma'id. A person's called a lot. He's a lot. What do you mean a lot? I, I know what he is. No, he's more. Ma'id means more. Ma'id, more. What do you mean more? Maybe I think a lot of him. Whatever you think of a person, I promise he's more. God who knows, you know what a person's, you know what your name is more. Nice to meet you more. Not, you're more, that's your name is more. You think you know Yosef Sandler, I promise he's more. His name is more. He's called the Ma'id. Ma'id means very much. God saying more, but how do you know more? Maybe I, no, I really hold him. No, no, <laughs> Yosef Sandler. We all hold him, he's more, his name is more. Well, more? How do you know what I think? <laughs> you, you say somebody's underrated. Maybe I rate him. A human being's name is underrated. That's his name. A human being is called, hi, Mr. Underrated. God calls a human being underrated. Ma'id, he's more, very much. What do you mean? No, no, I'm telling you, I get it, I get it. I tell a bacher, you know, I, I tell a guy about one of our guys who stags. So I, I joke, always, I say, do you know Tzvi Winter? I said, you don't know him. That's what Hashem's saying, you don't know him. Every person is called, you don't know. But no, 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 I do. We get Avrami. Anybody watches Avrami's dedication and care for another human being, he's more, he's underrated. He's underrated. He's more than that. That's what a person's called, Ma'id. It's not, you're not being nice when you include the fourth guy, you're just not an idiot. You're not being nice when you include the fourth, bring the fourth guy on your trip. Bring the guy you almost didn't notice and thank God you noticed him. He's the one who's going to support you and your family. He's the guy who's going to open you up. He's more than you think. Notice the next person. Reach out, have a conversation, talk, validate, understand, care, ask, listen. It has, we have to create this culture better. We're way short, way, miles. If anybody dares to say, well, we're good here, we're better. I don't care, we're better than anybody. We're way short and damaging the world because heaven knows the world's way short in this. We have to notice another. It can't be, nobody's allowed to be invisible here, nobody. And your job is to make another person not invisible. Bring out and celebrate his ma'id, the depth that's in a person. You're missing worlds. The guy's a genius who could save your life, solve your life, elevate your life, if you'll open your eyes a little bit. Every person, you're surrounded by ma'id, much more than you think. But maybe, I I think highly already, more, more, much, you're miles short. This area, Rabbi Yisai, of validating people. Our Rebbe, the Rebbe of Klai Yisrael, Moshe, the first word Hashem wanted to tell him is Moshe. 
Maisha, Maisha, validation. That's the first word our Rebbe was taught. And the first thing Maisha Rabbeinu did is Vayar B'Sivloisam. Maisha had a very interesting custom. He watched Yidin. He wanted to experience and feel them. Vayar B'Sivloisam, very strange. Maisha was in the palace and he would go out and he wanted to observe and see and appreciate to understand what a Yid was going through. He noticed and cared and paid attention to a person. Of course, he was nice, say, well, but Maisha would sit there, visualize the greatest. Reb Miller says Maisha was the greatest to ever live. Debatable Maisha Avram. Reb Miller says Maisha Avram. The Maisha Rabban, the Rebbe of all of us. What would he do? Visualize. He was in the palace, he was studying Torah, he was close to Hashem, and he would leave the palace, and he would stare at Yidin, watching what they were going through. You would think, what's he doing? Like, one of the G'daylam, the, the, the guys from Torah's Maish used to play football on a football field, right near Tomo, and a big Talmud Chacham would sit there for hours watching and observing. People wondered, the guy didn't have, this Sadik didn't have Shaykhs to football. Maish Rabbeinu! The great. He would go and stare at Yidden. He would go observe Yidden. Didn't that better things do this time? We were working. Some of Rev Yid, what are you doing? Go. We're sitting there, we're sweating and laboring, and Maisha was staring. He wanted to understand. He wanted to perceive. He wanted to fail us. Nobody should be invisible. Nobody should. Hashem says to Moshe such a moving thing. Klal Yisrael was beaten for 86 years. Hashem's lying to Moshe. The first conversation, Shalom Aleichem Moshe. Hashem says to Moshe the following line. And please understand this about every single Yid. Nobody is invisible. Only stupid humanity sometimes doesn't notice people. Hashem says to Moshe, you see in a people oppressed for decades, 86 years our children were killed. And, Moshe, and Hashem says to Moshe, Shalom Aleichem. Moshe hides. Hashem comes to Moshe, Moshe's hiding. Hashem. And God says to Moshe, I have noticed their affliction. I see them. Humanity may be blind, but specifically my nation. Ami, this is the first time in this beautiful Torah we are called Ami. God says, my people. A specific look. I stare at these ones. God notices everything, but there's one people he stares at. You know, this is his safer, and he writes about the world, but clearly tunneling in. If you watch the safer Shmeis, what happens, and it's fascinating, watch this Chumash. He creates the world in very few psukim, but he's getting somewhere. And then generations come and go and are barely spoken about. And one man shows up and Hashem like zones in on him. Avram Avinu. Zones in on his family. Yitzchak, Yaakov, the Shvatim. And then comes Sefer Shemais that we're beginning this Shabbos. And Hashem zones in on the people, me and you. He zones in. We become the one he's staring at. He sees everything, but he's staring at one, one people. 
and he says to Moshe, Ra, Ra, Isi, yes, ani, ani. I see the affliction of my people. I'm watching and I notice they're not alone. They're not, I don't give a flipping who what the papers publish. I don't even care what the Orthodox papers put in the center page. I'm staring. I'm noticing. I've been watching. I've been observing. Anybody who goes through pain, physical and emotion, knows that the main thing you're feeling is lonely. Does anybody notice? Does anybody care? Well, God says, Is it a coincidence? Who did Hashem talk to? Moshe Rabbeinu. Because Moshe relate is so godly. Because Moshe is of Loisim. God said, I found somebody who has my eyes. You're my type, my Shrabenu. I see your Vayarbis of Lysam. You notice and see a Yid. He's not invisible to you. Well, guess what? You have the eyes of God. I'm watching. I see. I notice. They're not invisible to me. If you see a Bachar who's invisible, just know it's the world's blind. God sees. And gain God's eyes. Notice a person. See a person. Recognize. Inv- call up that extra phone call tomorrow. Call up the extra text. Notice another person. But not pity because you're just normal and sane. We can't all, if we're all just sending the text, it will be the pity text. You send to another guy that you choose to not be stupid. That you wake up and don't be stupid. Notice him. Hashem sees him. Why aren't why didn't you get some eyes of God? See a person. Notice and be impressed. Open your eyes. Nobody's allowed to be invisible. Nobody. It's not allowed. It's our averits from the most chamer chets in the world that a human being's left invisible. What's the best thing you can know to, do to another person? See him. Validate him. Recognize him. We talk about respecting people. This is what we're talking about. We got to get much better. We're, not, we're coming up way short. Way, way short. I don't know what to do. We're way short. We're better than anywhere in the world. That's not enough. We're way, mile short. And damaging the world. Because if we're not good enough here, what's the world, what's going to be out there in the world? Better, more, notice another person. Get your friends to notice another person. And tell your friends that we're bringing that fourth guy on the ski trip in the, in the Midwest. And to Florida, we're bringing that fourth guy. And when we're in Florida, we're going to visit this one who, want, who needs to be noticed. And we're going to walk over Shabbos. We're going to walk over to his house because he needs to be noticed. Notice, see, respect another person. That's what I beg the Chev Rabbi to say. Let's get better. We got to get better. No one person can do this. We need to develop communal eyes. We, there's a big Chev Notice, let's, let's be Mechazik Rabbi. So when you get home, notice your siblings, every one of them. That's not a luxury. Everyone, lay your eyes and see and appreciate and talk and validate. Notice another person. Wake up. That was the first topic I wanted to rant about. If, if the only allows me, I want to rant about something else. <laughs> I want to say a concern of mine, Hever. I want to say a concern, and I want to share this. I told a few guys, Ben Astarm, I have to share. I, I promise you yesterday, my mind was, was mamish. I, I couldn't focus. 
We're not stupid. We know what's going on in, in, in Washington, D.C. And the riots, it's frightening. And it's not one group of people. I'm not into politics. I don't know Trump, Biden. They, they, should, all, they should be gebenched. The country, this, king, this country should have peace. But I want to say, it's not one people. Biden won, Trump Hevra rioting. If Trump wins, Biden's Hevra riot. We saw the riots. We've seen, we've seen Lebedekai. We've seen what's gone on around. Rabbi say, I am frightened. We're living in a society that's forgotten rules and structure. That, that there's, there's something called authority. There's something called the president. You can't rip a president. There's something called police officers. You can't run over police officers. There's something called authority. And this is something all of us have to recognize in our life. There's something called rules. People think it bothers me. Last night I was very tough on a bacher. Very. I don't want chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom, not to know authority. Somebody's, people always say, parents will say to myself, to Ray Brownstein, to Rabbi Amir, we know there you're not into being tough. What are you talking about? Who's not, I'm into very into being. What do you mean authority? One day you're all parents. You'll be parents. Doesn't mean control and dominate. Means being parents. If a kid needs a good yelling, then give the good yelling. There's authority. You're the parent. What we teach in yeshiva's understanding is not coming from places of ego, not being a control freak. But of course, there's something called authority. I am concerned with society. Because we've experienced the bad of inappropriate authority, doesn't mean authority is bad. Authority is important. Without kings, people swallow each other up. People need structure. You're not allowed to talk by davening, Hebrew. Waterbury is not a place that says you're allowed to talk. We put our egos, and it's not how it looks for the yeshiva. And I allow there are people who have religious trauma. So we allow them, we don't throw them out of shul if they're talking in shul. I believe you have to show their people have been, you're not allowed to talk by davening, it's a din. There's a lot to be law and structure. I'm not, we didn't create a yeshiva that we're trying to break law and structure. When we teach the beauty of Yiddishkeit, you know why I'm a Yid? Because that's the law, because God makes the law. I don't have to understand it to keep it. There's something called an authority. That's very real. By the way, you can understand it and celebrate it and enjoy it, and you're supposed to. And you're supposed to. I asked three Bachram, I want them to share the beauty of Tefillah B'Tzibur. Because I feel for us, communal davenings become, we forget the beauty, we don't step back. For our whole lives, somebody's beating us up. We've got to step back. So, of course, I daven with a minion because God's commanded to daven. He told me to listen to the Chachamim. That's what our rabbis taught, and Hashem said to listen to them. So you go to a minion. I don't only keep what I understand. And I don't have, well, if I like it, I'll do it. Hashem said it. That's why. I wanted those as a second step that I want to love mitzvahs. I want to get it. I want it to resonate. And mitzvahs, of course, resonate by us. But there's something called authority. The most sophisticated knock on Waterbury is you teach the beauty of Yiddishkeit. And I want three guys to come back and dazzle us with minion. Tefillah B'tzibur is fascinating. It's fascinating. They could do it from their own emotions. They could do it from Svarim. Communal prayers, fascinating. Prayers seem so private, and we come together to pray. It's fascinating. Prayer by its nature, it struck me a lot after 
we got back to our shuls, we went back to our shuls to daven with the tzibur, and we were all whispering davening. Like, this is what I came back for? I want to sing with you. <laughs> I came back to whisper. We whisper together to God. It's fascinating. Communal prayer is fascinating. Now, I don't need to understand it to do it. But by the way, God was mitzavah me. I know he has so much to teach me. And I can connect and I can be excited by I can be energized. So I want to step back and understand and connect. But that's not predicated. The sophisticated knock on whatever. Is sure you teach the excitement of Yiddishkeit, but is there the sense also of responsibility? Right, sun and shine, somebody asked, what is Yiddishkeit? And he summed up responsibility and opportunity. Both, both responsibility, opportunity, opportunity, responsibility. There's both there, responsibility and opportunity. We're living in a society that's frightening. The sense, the disregard for authority, for rules. That's, you're not entitled just to run wherever you want. Wherever. There's something called rules and structure. is very, very frightening. And I said today, I have to come to yeshiva and make it clear that the yeshiva we hold of discipline and authority and rules. The sense that we don't want authority controlling people and beating people up and acting with arrogance and doing things from ego, all true. But there's something called rules and there's something called structure. We're, 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 we're hidden, very serious about Yiddishkeit. And to be aware there's something called structure and it's scary a society that each person, the sense of entitlement to run and go, you can't go there, you're not allowed to go there. There are rules, a country sets up, there's police, there's enforcement, there's government, there's a basic to humanity that must be kept and must be understood. He's in charge. I want to bar no, we have dorm counselors. Baruch Hashem, we hire dorm counselors that don't come from ego and aren't bullying people around. Somebody says we have an authority that's acting inappropriate, but he's a dorm counselor on shoulder. Excuse me. There's authority, there's rules. I want Rebbeim, a Bachar's texting and Shear, knock it off. You're at a Shear. There's respect. I can't just do what I want. There's a structure. It's not done from ego. It's not done from a place. But I want a guy to learn these things most. I'm so thankful I watched the Rebbeim. Rizone's tough for anybody to think, I don't want in 50 years, in 80, 100 years, that Waterbury was part of any movement that removed the sense there's something called authority, there's something called structure and rules. Of course there is. That wasn't what the yeshiva was trying to do. There's a beauty to Yiddishkeit. There's, there's, there's understanding. Take away ego and controlling. That's nothing to do with authority. To control. People have space. People have choice. That's for sure. All true. But there's something called rules and structures, very, very important. To see it break down in society is frightening. Ilmole malchus, without a king, ishes reyeim chayim balu, people swallow each other up. There's something called the boss. I've told guys, and I've taught my kids this, we spoke about this the other day. Tale be'idne sagedle. The fox in his day bowed to him. You have to learn the systems of, that there's something called leadership. That's not, that's normal. You work at a job, you have a boss. I want to send the yeshiva, maybe I grant but we'll send the yeshiva to work for a month and everybody's going to have to work, learn what it means to work for a boss. I don't care you like doing it differently, he's the boss. This is not a, this is a basic, a basic structure of a human being. This is the boss and you have to follow the boss. Waterbury was never teaching something different, never. 
Never. Certainly we're trying to have an environment that's giving over Avinu and Malkeinu. Teaching Avinu doesn't mean there's no Malkeinu. Avinu means that in Yiddishkeit there's relationship and connection. I could be excited by Torah Mitzvahs, but there's the order, there's the rules. I can't do that because Hashem was Mitzvah. I have a boss and Hashem was Mitzvah. He's the authority. There's something called authority. For society not to have authority is horrible for society. People, there's death, destruction, damage, craziness. Society, ilmole malchus, without organization, without authority, ishes reyeim chayim balu, people swallow each other up. You have chaos, you have anarchy, you have complete, everybody gets damaged and hurt. There's death, it's ridiculous. You're not allowed to write against the president. Don't ever, you, by, we should practice in yeshiva. Nobody's talking against Biden. In 13 days, he's proud. I don't want to hear a word in yeshiva. He's the president. Don't be impacted by the streets. I don't want to hear a word. I don't want to hear a word against Trump. Now he's the president. There's not normal, you bash and knock. There's something called malchus. Don't be impacted by the, by the lowness of the street. Where are yeshiva? There's something called malchus. He's now the president, Mr. President. You call me, you speak with respect, by the way. We're not being impacted by, the, by society, yeah? We're not being impacted, 100%. This is, there's something called authority, and some, it's not healthy for anybody, and it's not true, and it's not proper. There's something called authority and laws and who's in charge. You might have thought you could have all your opinions, who should get in charge, and there's a process of voting, and then there's a fact of somebody's in charge. You don't want to be in this country, you don't want to, so then you move. This person's in charge here. A fox in his time, you bow to him. He's in charge. That's how it works. That's not like, it's not, a, Hashem's not telling you something like this is like a, like a flattery as a good advice. You, if you don't bow to him, you'll get in trouble. This is a midah, basic midah of human beings, of how to live a structured, healthy, successful life. You follow the Torah, you live a healthy life. A fox in his time, you bowed him. That's how it works. There's something called structure. I felt stark in just hearing world, the events of yesterday that it shouldn't impact us. There are things called authority. There are things called rules. And that this shouldn't impact us in any negative way. Of course, we want the vibrancy. We'll never stop in Waterbury. Avinu. We're pounding Avinu Malkeinu. Avinu is the aspect of relationship and connection and the warmth. It's not a dry, I'm just being a good boy. Of course Hashem wants more from us. He wants Avinu. I beg the three guys, deliver it to us. Give us a beautiful way to be excited about Tefillah Mitzvah. I don't want a guy just, he's dryly, he's going because Hashem was Mitzvah. He looked up Shulchan Aruch. But I want him then to get excited by Tefillah B'tzibur. That should resonate. And Yiddishkeit has so many, there's so many things Hashem is saying to us. So many ways to connect and bond. It's Avinu Malkeinu. Stressing Avinu and teaching Avinu doesn't mean we're saying it's not Malkeinu. There's the structure and form of Yiddishkeit and there's Avinu as well. I felt today I had to come in and remind us something called Malkeinu. That there's a mitzvah and a boss, and we're and, and we're and we're kafuf to the boss. That has to be reiterated. Anybody who needs a chizuk in that, just look what's going on. Look at the breakdown of a society who stops sensing there's something called there's something called a, a, an authority, and there's a, a way of behavior towards an authority. 
There's a whole bread. I don't want to point to one person responsible. I just know being a mocking tyrant and being people who have a Torah and have a Mahalach HaChayim from the Torah, I just wanted to study Torah today. I want to study Torah today and be Mechazik Avinu Malkein Rabbi in our lives. Let's, we, we're, we're capable of creating a healthy, successful, beautiful life of Avinu Malkeinu. Both the sense, I love in Waterbury for years, I was asked why I wear these strings. And I love answering two different answers. Sometimes I say, because God said so. I like saying that. That's Malkeinu. Because God told me. Read the Bible. God said, put at the corner of your baggage, you're supposed to put strings. That's it. I don't want to say more. Because God said so. Read it in the Bible. Whoa, they back off. Whoa, cool. And sometimes I like giving the reasons. And we heard ideas. Avi Per told us, Mo Yorolovsky told us glorious things. What, how you can, it's meant to remind us of the mitzvahs. Why at the corner of your beged, we had the whole shmuz Avi Per, Mo Dvarm the flum. And I want to know those things also. I want the mitzvah to resonate by me. I want to be excited by the strings. And you're supposed to be excited by it. You're supposed to get wise from it. You're supposed to have a mushy connection to it. Why are you going to go to Tefillah with Because it says in Shulchan Aruch. Oh, but then you're going to hear from Arya Barnett beauty and, and geschmack in ways that could be exciting by you. <laughs> Different people, it's funny, I laugh. My father and I go to the same minion. I suspect a different thing moves us both. My father's a person who loves structure. He loves routine. He's been doing seven blood every day powerfully for finishing Shas every year for 35 years, a lot of years. And he loves, so to him, the minion, a group of people who have routine of service of Hashem, communal routine, that probably like resonates. By me, you know what resonates by Minion? I love the club. I love the club. We have such a beautiful club. Everybody has their post in the club. It's gorgeous. Walking in this room to the Minion is so magical. It's two different aspects. And by the way, I'm sure there's thousands more aspects. Aryeh will share one. Mohio will share another. Tzvi Winter will share a third. We'll get to hear each one. What resonates by them? Tfilu B'Tzibur. And certainly we want to learn that in Yeshiva, the Avinu, the warmth of Yiddishkeit, the excitement to Yiddishkeit, both aspects of Inu Malkenu. Today I felt to speak about a few minutes, to just rant, this wasn't much of a speech, about Malkenu, to express grave concern to a society that may have lost its way, there's responsibilities and obligations and order and seder and authority to be kafuf. We've gotten so into my rights, nobody tells me what to do. No, somebody's allowed to tell you what to do. And of course people can tell you what to do. By the way, when you're in a certain store, I like wearing a mask now. I like walking into certain stores and wearing a mask. I like smiling at people. But some stores, if I walk into Target, they do have a right to tell me to wear a mask because Target owns the store. If you don't like it, get out. I like that. I like that a lot. You, you think, oh, that's very Waterbury, it's called Malkanu. I put on a mask in Target, I like it a lot. Because I want to learn, they own the store, and they could tell me, you better wear a mask. Nobody tells me, yeah, they could tell me what to do. Yes, they can, I like it, I like it. And I like being humble and be humbled. They could tell you what to do. We've run into a culture, nobody, what do you mean nobody tell They own the store, they could tell you. By the way, as a president who could tell you, and police could tell you, there's authority and there are laws, and anybody thinks nobody tells them. Now, are there people who abuse power? For sure. 
for sure, and shame on them. But the sense there's something called order and structure, and there is a boss. We have a boss. We have a melech. We have a melech, a vada. And it's dangerous, a society. Who wants to be part of a society? It's an, if you need help in seeing that we need Malkenu, look what's going on. Death, destruction, chaos, utter chaos. That's, that's nothing healthy. Understand you're seeing a breach in Malkenu. There's something called Malkenu that gives form, that gives structure. It's beautiful. The visual of a Waterbury Daphne is quiet, Malkenu but energetic smiles, warmth and passion, Avinu. That's what I picture. Shachris looks like Avinu Malkenu. There's no, there's no talking, but there's so much warmth. A guy walks in, you see everybody light up. It, there's warmth, it's Avinu Malkenu, there's passion, there's sweetness. After davening, by laning, it's like it's a party. It's Avinu Malkenu. But there's a dignity and a discipline and a Zavinu Malkenu. We can express both, my friends. We're capable of both. The warmth and vibrancy and understanding and passion of Avinu. That's what we want to get. And certainly an Avaidus Hashem is necessary with the orderliness and humility of, Mal- of, Avin- of Malkenu. Prayers, the structure of Davening Tzvi is Malkenu. Say what you tell me to say. But then the warmth and passion is Hashem, I have things on my mind that I want to express as well. Avinu Malkenu, both aspects, both, both necessary components to any society of service, to any beautiful, healthy, flourishing society. What's going on, the disrespect to authority, I don't care who the authority is, the disrespect and breakdown of any sense of just any rights of a person, that's, that's horrible for people. Horrible. No, I don't want to be anything part of such a thing that breaks down in any way a sense of there's authority, there are rules, there's a system. There's not, well, I'm entitled. You're not entitled. We, what are you entitled? There's rules. Ask him, Yosef. Ask him, Yaakov. Thank you. Yaakov's a smart man. Yaakov says mask him. He would also say if he wasn't mask him. So I appreciate it. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. We need it both ways, but we're not going to lessen up on Avinu, Yaakov. We're on a fire. We need, we need to keep bringing Avinu. We just have to, we have to make sure we have both. Moyo, it's clear what I'm saying. I want to make sure we're not part of any breakdown in Malkeinu, Moyo. Only an increase in Avinu. They're not mutually exclusive. Like any growth, it's not exclusive. It's, it's, a, it's a, ba- a beautiful, gorgeous harmony and balance of two. And studying the beauty of something doesn't say that I, there's not authority that can obligate me. That's right. Sonnenshine was talking about when he said, somebody says, what's Yiddishkeit? He said a balance. He said a, a mixture of opportunity and responsibility. That's what he was talking Avinu Malkein. It stands for I liked his answer. Somebody said, what's the other guy? I like that he... <laughs> Remember he said that? Yosef, you heard him say that? This was a little elaborate, I think, what he was talking about. What do you hold, Yitz? It scares you what's going on? It's a little scary. I don't, I'm not a doomsday guy. I think most of the country get... I hope, I pray, you know... We have to get in the base medish. We'll impact the world. Let's do it right, Hever. Let's get this balance.
I like walking up to a bachur in yeshiva by davening and saying, after. So, rules? Yeah, of course. Of course, it's middle davening. You don't talk to me. I like going up. I want to go up to you and tell you that. Structure, avada. There's rules. I want you to be fired up. But we, I, I, I want you to develop a good feeling. And if somebody did it in an unhealthy way and rejected and there was no process and no understanding, okay, so it's done, but that doesn't mean that... I get nervous there'll be guys who are going to be too liberal as parents. If somebody was overly pushed and forced and being... So that was wrong. To go the other way... Zach, I'm going to share a little sports. My more... I'm going to share... Can I share something in sports, Zach? I'm going to tell you something funny in sports, guys. Let me find the big sports guys here. Who... who the, a big sports guy will relate to... Raz? Gets or is Gets? Gets, you'll... You're a big... You're a sophisticated sports guy? What? I need... Where's Kalman Sage? Where, where is he? I don't know. Kalman would know what I'm talking about. A guy like who's like... He like follows like the, like the psychology of sports. Like, if you're into like... Me and Kalman, Kalman would know what I mean. If there's anybody here who shares my <coughs> sickness of caring too much about sports, we'll appreciate this a little bit. Who's here? Who's... Naftali? I love sports. You're a big sport. You'll appreciate this. You'll appreciate Naftali, you'll appreciate it. This is funny. In sports, every team's higher co- I'm going to give an example. Teams hire coaches. It goes like this. The Giants had a coach that was a very rigid guy. And the players, at, when you, at a certain point, the very, like, he was a control freak. The players rebel. They hate that, especially if they lose games. A control freak. If you're winning, everything goes. They love each other, and the media writes what a close-knit team they are. But if they're losing any games, and even a good team loses, a control freak coach, the players are mad. These are wealthy guys. They're often wealthier than the coach. A very complex match of coaching, trying to, to encourage and lead. It's a very fascinating job, the job of coaching. So you have a coach who's way too controlling. And the players reject him. And the team fires him. They're four, and, they're four and 12. They fire the coach to control. You know what's a huge danger? Who always is the next coach? They call a player's coach. There's total hefkeris, undisciplined team. And they go to the other extreme. This is always what happens. Because they saw the controls. So they bring in the next guy. The Giants had a story like this. Then they bring a coach. The players are mishugah. The team gets crazy penalties. There's no discipline. Each isha yasher be'en of yasser. The players do what they want. So they have like two, three years of that. Then they fire that guy. And they often will go back. Just because you rejected an extreme, discipline's important. And healthy guy who, he was controlling, but there's something called the leader who set rules. Don't think you got to go to the other. Now, there are times in life, there's a Rambam that you go to the extreme to get to the middle. Don't lose focus that there's a healthy middle. There's a Derech HaMimutza. There's the golden means in the Rambam. The opposite of dysfunction is dysfunction. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of dysfunction is dysfunction. You go to the other side, so you invite to the same side. Here they were dysfunctionally controlled, you were dysfunctionally wild. That's the opposite of dysfunction, is function. The, the answer is to find that which is balanced and true. If we see authority, and if you look at the history of the world, 
if you're looking, we are America. I'm no history major, but if you want, where did America come from? That, that separation of church and state. The church ran the world for a lot of years, and what's it called when the church was running things? The Dark Ages. They used religion and beat the stuffings out of the world. So the response is the rejection of religion. Go the other way. There's something called healthy where you serve Hashem. There's something called honest service. You don't have to go to the other. I get nervous if somebody saw something tough and goes. Now we don't have, we don't not have authority. We have to develop the balance of Avinu Malkenu. Don't feel you have to go the other way. If you saw some system that was overly aggressive, you don't have to go to the other extreme. There are times temporarily you'll do something for a reason. For a reason, you'll do something. In yeshiva temporarily, a 10th grader, he walks around the base medrash, he talks. We don't push him around. For years, he was told things that he wasn't ready to keep yet. He was shy, like the whole place, the base medrash was like a dangerous place. Today, he's invited in, he talks. We, we feel he should look the other way. Not because a guy shouldn't be told you can't talk in shul, because it has to be done in a healthy way. But the goal is that balance of Avinu Malkenu. My bracha to us all, to us all is to attain. We should create within our lives this beautiful, gorgeous picture of Avinu Malkenu, the minion of vibrancy, the service of Hashem of vibrancy, with the structure of Malkenu, with the demands of a melech, with the love of a father, to have both aspects in our own service of Hashem, and we should be zeichet to impact the society, to bring that to the society at large. My, I, my first point that we spoke about today, Rabbi say that we ranted about, please don't let anybody be invisible. Ever notice another person. Please make sure. Th- this now, 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 guys are leaving for Shabbos. Nobody goes home over a week and doesn't get it. And you pick one, I'll pick another. None of, we can't be the guy who calls. You're not going to notice every invisible guy. Nobody, only Hashem notices all the invisible guys. But you can notice one, and I'll notice another, and he'll notice a third, and together we'll notice all the, notice another person. Notice, see, appreciate, validate another person. As he amask him to this mission together, we'll, we'll both as he's, we'll do this together, as he and as he. How do we do, as he, Krupka, help me out. Let's, let's, let's huddle together. We have a good, we have some of the yeshiva here. How do we create a society that nobody's invisible? What do we need to do? No one person can notice everybody. It's too... Ezzy, what do we do to make a society? We have to figure it out. We have to get much better. Eitz, as Rabbi say. Moyo, what should we do? Nobody's allowed to be invisible. What should we do, Moyo? Rant like this, maybe. Maybe this helps a little bit. Ezzy, what do you say? Ezzy Krupka, teach me. Say that again. We've had some success. Our success pushes us to have more success. What do you say? Okay, we've had successes. We've had successes. It pushes me to try even harder. We've tasted a lot of success in this essay, so let's do even better. We're, not, we're coming from a place of success. I just want to be more... Su- when I say we're miles away, not from success, Ezzy. We've had tons of success. We're miles away from more success. From miles more of success. <laughs> what? It's a true way. Ezzy will push even harder. Yeah, guys have, you guys have a sore... 
a good, good battle of, it rarely works, but when it works, it's the best sport. Did anybody ever hear see a good battle of tug of war? We've all seen a joke. One group, another group, in a minute. Did you ever see a tug of war that was real? It was evenly matched. It's great. Did anybody here see a good tug of war match? Which, it's very rare. Most years in camp, one group, bang. Did you, see, did you ever witness tug of war that worked? I've seen it. I, it's very rare. I've seen it. I've been in camps over 30 years. Me and Svi like grew up in camps. So that's why I asked Svi. Went, I've been there over 30 years. I probably saw it twice. It rarely works. The percent, I don't know why. Can analyze. It, but once in a while, Martha, you see a tug of war match that's magical. A group wins by little. They get it back. They get oh. it back. And it's like going to schmack. It's like a good battle. It's very rare, but once in a while. I assume it's just hard to make teams. You're choosing 10 and 10. They don't weigh out each guy. Weight matters. Strength matters. It's probably just very hard. In basketball, we have tournaments. We made good teams. In hockey, I assume in this, like matching it up is too random. So they made two color war teams. They weren't thinking about matching strength on strength. It's just rare. Usually one team wins, bang, they pull it over. But once or you see a good battle, when you see a good battle, it's the weirdest thing that it works, is one team, they get somebody, say, one, two, three, pull! Now, they're pulling the whole time, but somehow, like, a more aggressive pull together has power. You know what I'm talking about, Sving? But they get something, one, two, three, pull, and they all give, like, a little harder. That's what I'm asking for, Hefra. We're pulling a schmack. And like Ezzy taught us, we're successfully pulling, very successful. But I want to pull a little harder, Ezzy. So we're doing this weekend a one, two, three pull. You know what I'm saying? We're going to pull a little harder. We're not fighting. If we were just fighting for here, Ezzy, we're already wildly successful. The problem is I want to fight for the whole world, Ezzy. I want to notice each other so stark that the whole world, nobody's, nobody's invisible anymore. Because if every guy here has such good eyes, we put out people with the best eyes in the world, the whole world will get healed, Ezzy. Each guy here will heal a brother, a sister, a cousin, and a neighbor, who will then heal. So I'm just asking to pull harder. Within here, Ezzy, we're like wildly successful. But there's a gun Sevelt, so we have to push a little harder here. So I'm calling a one, two, three pull. Nobody's allowed to be invisible, Hever. I'm asking for a little bit more of a push on this matter that everybody's actively involved in so they notice one more person. Give a call, give a text, give a notice, give an invite for Shabbos for for your for your midwinter trip. Let's notice more. Let's have a minute.